Hello, and thanks for tuning in today. This is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to The Nutrition Diva's Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. And today's show is on the differences between wild-caught and farm-raised fish. Just about everyone I know is trying to eat more fish these days. Eating at least two servings of fish or shellfish per week appears to reduce the risk of heart disease. It might delay the onset of Alzheimer's and dementia, and if you're pregnant, it could make your baby smarter and healthier. Although meat, poultry, and fish are all good sources of protein, seafood boasts the healthiest fatty acid profile. It's low in saturated fat and high in those omega-3 fats we hear so much about. When you get to the fish counter, however, you've got some decisions to make. In particular, should you buy wild-caught or farm-raised fish? Many people assume that wild-caught fish must be a lot better for you because it's more natural. But is this necessarily the case? And what about environmental issues, food safety, sustainability, and cost? With this many factors to consider, it's really impossible to make a blanket recommendation. Choosing between wild-caught and farm-raised fish depends on what kind of fish you're buying, as well as where and how it is fished or farmed. The nutritional differences between wild and farmed fish are not as great as you might imagine. Farmed and wild-caught rainbow trout, for example, are almost identical in terms of calories, protein, and most of the nutrients. There are some minor differences. Wild-caught trout have more calcium and iron. Farm-raised trout, on the other hand, have more vitamin A and selenium, but for the most part, they are nutritionally equivalent. One of the main reasons we eat fish, of course, is that they are a uniquely potent source for long-chain omega-3 fatty acids. And here, believe it or not, farmed fish often have the advantage. Today's farmed Atlantic salmon provides significantly more omega-3 fats than wild-caught Atlantic salmon, for example. And, you know, the color of the flesh is not a reliable guide to omega-3 content. Atlantic salmon, whether it's fished or farmed, is a pale orange color, while sockeye is dark red. But the paler Atlantic salmon provides a lot more omega-3. So what about contaminants? Well, in 2004, a widely cited study found that the levels of PCBs, which are a potentially carcinogenic chemical, are 10 times higher in farmed fish than in wild-caught fish. That sounds pretty scary, but the amount of PCBs in the farmed fish was still less than 2% of the amount that would be considered dangerous. So the amounts were very tiny. And the differences between wild and farmed may also have been exaggerated, because subsequent studies found PCB levels in farmed fish to be similar to those in wild fish. The other contaminant that most people worry about with fish is mercury. Now, the fish that present the biggest concern here, swordfish, king mackerel, tilefish, shark, and tuna, are pretty much all wild-caught fish. The most common farm-raised fish, which are catfish, tilapia, and salmon, all have low or very low mercury levels. But what about antibiotics or hormones? Are fish farmers dumping drugs and other chemicals into the ponds to maximize their harvests? Well, according to Linda Odierno, who is an outreach specialist for the National Aquaculture Association, U.S. regulations actually prohibit the use of hormones or antibiotics to promote growth in farmed fish. 
That's not necessarily the case in other countries, however. And it's also widely believed that farm-raised fish are genetically modified. Yet this is not the case. You may have read, for example, about striped bass that have a zigzag in their stripes. These fish do exist, but they are not genetically engineered. They're simply a cross between striped bass and white bass, and that cross was done the old-fashioned way. There are currently no genetically modified fish for sale in the U.S., at least not as food. You can buy genetically modified fish for your tropical fish tank, fish that glow in the dark, thanks to some genes borrowed from iridescent coral. And finally, there are concerns about the environmental impact and sustainability. However, these are just as likely to apply to wild as to farmed fish. Wild-caught fish are sometimes harvested using practices that do a lot of collateral damage to the ecosystem and other fish populations. Fish farming practices, on the other hand, can pollute the water, and they can threaten local flora and fauna. Once again, it depends a lot on who is doing the fishing and or farming. Here in the U.S., for example, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration regulates wild-catch fishing by setting and enforcing standards that protect the marine environment and fish populations. Fish farming operations in the U.S. are also strictly regulated. Any water that is discharged into the environment, for example, must be at least as clean as it was when it came into the fish farm. Unfortunately, this is not the case everywhere. According to Oderno, farm-raised fish now constitute 50% of the global food fish supply and 90% of U.S. fish consumption. But the U.S. only produces 2.5% of that. And what we do produce is often more expensive than farm fish imported from areas of the world that have laxer regulations. So what does this all boil down to? Should you buy farm-raised or wild-caught fish? As much as I like to keep things simple for you, I'm afraid there's no single answer to this one. There are a lot of factors to weigh. There's nutrition, safety, sustainability, and cost, and the outcome will be different depending on what kind of fish you're talking about, and even more importantly, where it comes from. The best resource I know for keeping it all straight, and the one that I personally rely on, is the Seafood Watch program at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. I have a link to their website in the show notes, and you can search that website by the type of the fish, learn what all the current issues are, and get recommendations for the best choices and better alternatives. They really do an amazing job of keeping up with constantly evolving industry practices and environmental issues all over the world. They've got a little smartphone app that makes it easy to do a little research right from the fish counter or the restaurant, and there's even a printable wallet card for those who prefer old school tools. If you have comments or questions about today's topic or a suggestion for a future show topic, you can post it on our website. That's at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Or you can post comments and questions on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And as you know, I answer a lot of those listener questions in my free weekly newsletter. So if you've sent a question my way, just be sure you're signed up to receive that. Thanks for listening today. Have a great week and eat something good for me. 